All right, guys, NordEast Podcast. The Vikings get a huge win over their bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Timberwolves are, are playing some good ball, and the Wilds start to cool down. Here we go, NordEast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So good, bro. How are you? Hey, it's Thanksgiving uh, week. And so Thanksgiving coming up here on Thursday. You're probably listening to this like driving to your in-law's house. And we will try to watch the language around the, the family and the kids. Um, mm, okay. No, we will. We will. For no, like two minutes? No problem. we'll forget about that? Uh, yeah, we will. Right. Uh, but happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. And uh, hopefully you guys have some time to sit around the table and we gave you an out everyone when your weird aunt or uncle really wants to talk about their favorite politician or their favorite conspiracy theory from whatever news station or facebook groups that they're part of you can just pivot the conversation to the northeast podcast absolutely it's a beautiful segue it is so we're going to talk a lot about the vikings and their big victory over the packers we're going to talk about the wolves who are playing well we're going to talk a little soccer for you guys and uh in our next podcast later this week our screencast we are going to rewatch home alone so we'll, you could bring up home alone with your family if you listen to that episode I'd be like guess what i heard on the northeast podcast about home alone yeah it's so interesting when your aunt is like joe Joe Biden is a robot. You can just pivot to Home Alone. <laughs> Nordy's podcast, Home Alone. Let me. Do you guys know what a podcast is? Let me have your phone. And there you go. You so, sub, sub them up. Yeah, so there you go. We are thankful for you guys this week, though. Thanks for listening. And I'm thankful for you guys. I'm very thankful for you guys. Yeah. Love podding with you guys. Love it. Um, so, guys, now, since you're so thankful for us and we're throwing the word thanks around so much, it would be a great time for you to take out your phone and uh, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Let's just say it one more time. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for giving us a follow. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, so here we go. We have lots to talk about today, but before we do, some of our good friends from the north, uh, Moorhead, actually, Junkyard, a place that we went and visited. We've drank their, drank their beer for years. Um, definitely friends of the pod. They finally are releasing um, their four-pack in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's been like growler only and crowler only for who knows how long with them. And uh, probably about the time we started doing the pod is when Junkyard kind of came on the scene. Yeah, if you guys remember, I went up there a few years ago and I said, Hey, like, what are some cool beers that we could try on our podcast? Because we hadn't really had much of their stuff at that time. Right. And they were like, What's a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, Anyways, you guys have great beer. Have a wonderful (laughs) day. Now they're like masters of social media. Yeah. It's just like whoever was running their shit a few years ago was like, (laughs) Podcast. We never heard of that. (laughs) Anyways, what do you want to order? So, yeah, lots of fun. Um, we're drinking one of their staples. This is not the most exciting because everyone's pretty much had this, but this is their Galactic Falconer IPA. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's a great beer. Brings you back. It's a great beer. I, they're known for doing weird, funky stuff, but you don't really expect them to do those in the four-pack. So this made sense. Yeah, so lots of fun. You should be able to find it in liquor stores now. Um, they had some c- kind of weird releases, but it's good to have them in the cities and not have to drink a whole crowler every time you drink them. Right. So that worked out well for you last week, though. 
It did. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, let's start with the A topic, and that is our Minnesota Vikings uh, setting us up for disaster by <laughs> winning two games in a row, and this time they won an instant classic at the bank against their bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. This thing ended 34-31 on a last-second field goal. Um, guys, I think this was the game of the season. It was about as fun as a football game gets without it being a, also a playoff game. You know, It felt like a playoff game to us because it's really kind of must-win at this point. Pure entertainment, airing the ball out, wild shit going down. Very competitive with good play, not competitive with shit play. Mm-hmm. Just so much fun. I thought this was like such a well-played game. I thought both teams coached the game well, other than the most unforgivable play I've ever seen in my life. The, the CJ Ham toss. The CJ Ham <laughs> toss on third and one that like allowed the Packers to score before half and mm-hmm. get back in the game. I was so mad about that. But other than that, I thought that the game was super well coached. It was full of star players making huge plays. It was teams airing it out. It was you know, points in bunches. It was big plays. It was just really fun. Yeah, the overall entertainment factor was through the roof. So I don't know exactly what this stands for. I believe it, it, it's EPA. I'm sure there's some weird football nerd who's like going to be like, how do you not know that? Yeah, the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah. Right. I think it's called EPA. And it is like the um, quality of quarterback play. Um, and so in this, I saw one person had said that... Uh, the combination of the play by Cousins and Rodgers had this as the third greatest um, quarterback game since they started taking the stat like 15 years ago. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Just combined for both great performances, overall, yeah. average top five yeah they just were like both quarterbacks were just on fire and they were both just playing great football and so that makes for a fun game the league is a passing league in a quarterback league and you know as as much as we rip Aaron Rodgers and uh, he's deserved some of that lately and as much as we rip Kirk Cousins who seems to deserve it like every other week um, they were both just awesome in this game this was the best I think I've ever seen Cousins play and you can argue this or that with other games, but I thought this was Cousins at his peak powers, and he made good decisions for the most part. And uh, Justin Jefferson was just absolutely unstoppable on a different planet. Well, him and Adams together. Oh, were for sure, the two biggest stars. And Jefferson, you know, it's it's every Minnesota fan has has now said this, but they're like, "Funny what happens when you throw it to your best players." But it's like it is the truth, and the fact that we went two weeks with hardly throwing the ball to Jefferson. He had nine targets in two weeks in prior two, to the and Chargers did we lose game. both those games yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. Lost both of them. Sucks. And then we've won two in a row, two tough games against two good teams because we've just thrown the ball to Jefferson who is has, has turned himself into the number one um, downfield threat in the NFL. He has the most 20-plus yard catches of any player in the NFL. He has the best rating of any guy on deep passes. And it's just, you know... Get the ball to your guys, and, and then good things happen. So Well, and then it begets other things, right? Then you start to have options. Then you have that long p- pass to Tyler Conklin over the middle because they're worried about the deep ball to Jefferson. Mm-hmm. You got Thielen on the, the short pass on the goal line because they got three guys over on Jefferson's side thinking the fade's going his way. You got Dalvin with some big gashing runs to ice, well, not ice the game, but get the get the game into field goal range to win it. Like yeah. All of these good things compound on one another. And I'm glad that the Vikings have kind of found this identity, finally. It took till week nine or week eight 
Um, no, week ten, Nine, right? Okay, yeah. with the buy or whatever. Yeah, so, right. like, they, I think they've maybe stumbled upon a really solid set of plays and game plan that they can implement week week in and week out, making adjustments as needed based on the def- defense. But it was really exciting to see, like Eric said, like a full, like a complete game from the offense mm-hmm. where they did everything right. Like you said, save for the one uh, CJ Ham run, I thought they did everything else well. And so I think it also has to come down to just like the advanced metrics and stats were really pointing in the direction of like let Kirk cook a little bit because going into this game, the Vikings had the, I believe, 12th ranked offense in DVOA. So top half offense, but they had the 29th ranked rushing offense and the fourth ranked passing off. So I think they were just pretty much like all right, like we need to pass to run the ball instead of run to pass the ball. And I think that that's going to only make the running game more dangerous. And it obviously allows us to utilize some of our, our real strength. So um, that was huge. And it should only go up after a great performance like that. So um, just a couple notes on the game. Um, the Vikings jumped up early. Uh, Jefferson almost scored his what would have been his third touchdown. Um, Cook pounds it in from one yard out. Really weird challenge from Mike Zimmer there. Very dumb. Uh, I, I thought that was going to be like... Well, the, I thought it was a touchdown, too. So at the time, I'm not a football mind like you guys. I was thinking, makes sense. I think they're going to get it. And I, I thought he got it, but they just I, didn't have a good camera angle, so... Just the value of the challenge doesn't... It, it doesn't seem like there's a lot there when you have four downs to score from the one-yard line. Yeah. Don't you think it's just some absolute bullshit that these multi-billion dollar franchises and billion dollar stadiums don't have permanent camera systems? If they can do it in tennis... one down the line. If they can do it in tennis, why can't... Yeah, attach it to the wall. Yeah. And don't let anybody... You know, you can't walk in front of it while the play is going on, but... They're going to be like, this is what's going to happen. In the next five years, you'll hear these stories. They'll be like, ESPN offers $20 billion a year <laughs> for the NFL. And Amazon offers $50 billion to have the rights to old NFL games that people can watch. And, you know, ABC and NBC are each doing $15 billion a year. It's like just insane money that they get. Buy me 32 of the fucking spider systems and have them in every stadium. I don't want them just for Sunday night football. I Mm. want them for every game. And everyone knows that they can afford these things. So put them up. Give me the best cameras. I don't ever want to have a play where they're like, well, well, they're going to lose the challenge because we just don't have a good angle of this. Yeah, does, right. Doesn't the NCAA have pylon cams? I don't know. It's just bizarre. I'm pretty sure the NCAA does. I feel does. like I've seen them, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that that's annoying. Yeah, it's bizarre. So um, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, you know they're up at halftime and... Come out in the second half, a beautiful first drive. Justin Jefferson catches a pass out of the backfield, which and was that a nice was, little That wrinkle. was a super important drive, too, because the Packers had scored right at the end of the half. Yep. And, had, you know, I don't really believe in momentum, but whatever you want to believe, they, they were within six now as opposed mm-hmm. to being within 13. So it was a big, big drive to, to show out and make sure you get points on the board. After a long drive there, the, the Vikings go cold for the first time really on offense after that, and the Packers have two massive drives in a row to come down, take the lead 24-23. to 23. At this point, it was kind of like, ugh, we've been here every week. Yeah, and uh, this is where you start to get a little nervous, yep. The Vikings need a drive, and what do they do? They march right down the field um, late in the game here, and on third down and a huge blitz, Cousins takes a shot, gets it up. Jefferson makes a great play on the ball, gets himself in the end zone. They go for two. They get it. It's 31-24. 
at this point, I was kind of like, every person in my life was texting me, left Rodgers too much time. I was like, that's fine. We're up seven. Like, yeah. he's mm-hmm. probably going to score. That's okay. But like, we needed to score and get the two-point conversion. I, I wasn't it was worried way about more them. important. Wasn't worried about the clock. The clock at this point. I was like, just score and get up seven. We Mm -hmm. do that. It didn't matter. Rodgers could have had one second. (laughs) He throws one snap. Yeah. A 75 yard touchdown on the next fucking play. That was ridiculous. And what does he do? He leaves our guy, Captain Kirk. Too much time. (laughs) Uh, That was funny. That was a nice addition to the group chat that we had going was. Now Kirk's got too much time. I'm like, all right, let's go. Here's, it, it, it did, fortunately. I mean, it did work out that way. Yeah. I don't think, again, I think if you're Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you're like, absolutely, we want the points. Like, mm-hmm. we want to be tied. Um, you're not going to tell Valdez Scantling, you know, to go down on the two-yard line. Just, right. you know, score a touchdown at that point. And then, yeah, Kirk gets the ball, and magical things happen. So mm-hmm. Kirk, on a very professional drive, throws an interception on, like, the <laughs> second play. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought that was just well, perfect. He it, threw an incomplete pass. It, it was. Right. It, it looked like a pick. They called an interception on the field. They go back. It was a, It was obviously dropped, but it was a very ridiculously stupid play. Um, and then he throws a ball that, like, I was at the game, so I had a little hard, a little bit of a hard time. Can I get, can I ask which which play I think it might be? Yeah. The one to Thielen on yeah. the sideline? Like, what happened on that play? The DB got a little mm-hmm. bit turned around, and the ball was late and... Kind of behind him, right? Badly thrown. Like, I think Thielen was supposed to drive to the boundary, but the ball was thrown further up the, or further, yeah, towards the end zone. And so the DB being twisted broke on the ball where he thought Thielen was going, but the ball was thrown a little bit behind the DB and Thielen caught it. And yeah. the DB never even so saw it. So then he was, he had to spin to catch it. So he was off balance. So he kind of dropped down to a hand and then got up one another five and, yards and or Thielen, so. Thielen, like, seemed shocked that the ball like got to him a hundred percent yeah because he was spinning around to see if the ball was going to be there and it fucking was right there and he grabbed it on the next play cook runs it for about 15 down inside the 10 and from there it was game i mean it was just ken uh joseph not miss a, a under 30 yard field goal he gave me a heart attack it wasn't but... close <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah um but yeah and then you know time runs out and there it was I, I, very surprised i mean i thought we were going to lose a couple times in that last quarter when shit went sideways but i don't know they pulled it off i was very happy with zimmer utilizing correct game theory at mm-hmm. the end there is and we were texting about this don't give aaron the ball there's no reason to give him the ball mm-hmm. they don't have i think they had one timeout left and they were saving it to ice the kicker uh, they had two timeouts left before that cook run oh, they called the timeout okay. after the cook first down but then they had one timeout and they decided we can't stop the clock we'll They'll save just it. burn it mm-hmm Trying to ice Joseph. So we ran ran it down two knees, brought it down to two seconds. They call timeout. Joseph makes the game-winning field goal. And um, I, I will say this, though. Cousins, I am, like, such a bandwagon cousin fan. Cousins fan? Like, I... I think we all are. Everyone is. Yeah. He's such a douche. Mm-hmm. But, like, he he deserves some credit. He's he's actually had a really good year. I he's, think he deserves a lot of credit. He's 21 yeah. touchdown passes and two interceptions. He has the second highest quarterback rating in the NFL behind only Aaron Rodgers. And what was he, his QBR yesterday? Like 147 yeah. or something preposterous? He he has the second highest in the league behind Rodgers. He on if you look at some of the the advanced metric sites, um, PFF has him as their number 2 quarterback behind Brady and 538 has him as their number 5 quarterback behind Brady, Rodgers, Allen and Herbert. Um, he, Alan, <laughs> and then a uh, friend of the pod, Brad Biscow, good friend, good, good football coach too. He sent this to me today. 
Um, week one, we lose. Uh, Cook fumbles, should have been a game-tying drive and game-winning drive for Cousins. He moved him down the field two times late in the game to tie it and then should have won it, but we fumbled. Mm-hmm. Week two, um, Joseph misses game-winning field goal, should have been a game-winning drive for Cousins. Week five, we win 19-17. He has a game-winning drive late. Week six, we win 34-28. to He has a game-winning drive in overtime. Week nine, we lose 34-31. to He has a game-tying drive. We lose in, in overtime. Uh, that was the Ravens. Yep. Yeah. And then week 11, we win 34-31. He has a game-winning drive. So he has been, we're 3-3 three and three in those games, but we probably should have been 5-1 and one in those games. So then realistically, he's in games where he had the opportunity to win, we're 3-1, and one, save for the Arizona miss. He should yeah. be 4-0 in game-winning drives where the Vikings were the last team with the ball. Yeah. Crazy. He, he has been really clutch at the end of these games, and... Everyone was always like, oh, Kirk Cousins, garbage time. It's always garbage time. It's like, they're not watching the game at this they're point. They're not. Not he, this season, anyway. He, that's, yeah, not this season. He has been We've seen that. light out at the end of these games. He's been really clutch. Um, you feel very like assured in these late-game drives. And he's needed to get multiple big drives late in games, just like this one. And he's he's done it all year long. So It's the most assured I've felt with Kirk Cousins being at the helm late in a game than... In, than I've ever felt in his entire Vikings career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think he's having a career year. And here's another awesome stat for you. Yesterday, with his performance, Kirk Cousins passed Aaron Rodgers for the most 300-yard, um, three-touchdown games in the first 10 seasons of your career. He passed Aaron Rodgers to move to number two all-time, and he's one game behind Dan Marino. Well, you got those. Wow. You got all that garbage time from so, previous seasons. If he, and he was a backup quarterback because everyone will be like Rodgers was a backup for all. Well, so was Cousins behind yeah. RG three. So mm-hmm. he, he is just like the weirdest thing. Like no sports commentator likes him. No fan really likes him. No one really likes him. No one really believes in him. Everyone thinks he's overpaid. Everyone thinks his stats are fake. But he has like Hall of Fame level stats. Which is just—it's very weird, though. But people will continue to say that until he does something in the postseason, which might not be this year at all. You know, another season where he's not leading a big winning team. No, I, a I big totally relevant agree. team. He's always on these irrelevant, very relevant to us, but in the scheme of things, yeah, he's nationally. like somebody that everybody forgets about until they look at the stats. They're like, oh well, he's number three on this, but let's just talk about the other five. I just think it was bogus that everybody today on every show I listened to was just like. Kirk Cousins stinks. The Packers shouldn't worry. They're still a great team. It was like the take on this just beautiful game of football. So <laughs> I know. That is too bad. Because it was a great game. It was an awesome game. And it should be, you know, appreciated for what it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Packers are still a great team. Packers are a great team. And they're fine. They're going to be there late in the season. Because yeah. they always are. Because they have Aaron Rodgers and a great organization. And I hate they the Packers. They can both be true. Yep. Yeah, so. exactly. It's weird that the national spotlight wasn't on Justin Jefferson. But maybe we'd rather keep it that way. Like, keep him. This is our little band that we like, and we'll keep him over here out of the national spotlight as long as possible. As long but if, as, he, yeah. if he keeps having games like this, it's not going to be before too long that they're going to be talking about him yeah. constantly. So the Vikings are 5-5 five and five now, and they um, are currently the, the sixth team in the NFC. If the playoffs started today, well, I think we'd play the Packers, but we'd be in. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's run it back. That'd be great. Yeah, so we play the Packers at Lambeau if it were to start today. And you know what? I'm cool with that. Fine. I'm cool with that. Um, Just not in January when it's freezing. 
But I think we could, I mean, we could win a couple more games here, right? I mean, what's next? We have so, San Francisco. San Fran, oh, yes. that's actually kind of tough. Let Eric, Eric seven go through the schedule. games left. Okay. Four road games, three home games. San Francisco is tough, but here's a cool stat for you. In the past five years, Jimmy G is the best road quarterback in the NFL. This is in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco has won like one game at home in like, in San Francisco in like three years. So weird. Because they didn't play there last year. So they had eight games not counting for okay. their oh, record sure. here. Um, but still, they, they are, have been bad at home for the whole time the stadium's been open. Um, so you're at San Francisco. Both teams are five and five. Both of them are fighting tooth and nail. This is a good close game. I think the Vikings are two and a half point road favorites. Yeah. Okay. San Francisco, I was looking like their last three games. They haven't really beat. They beat the Rams. That was the okay, that was a good one, but the other two were like Jags and somebody else yeah, crappy garbage teams. Um, and then after that, you have Pittsburgh at home. No, I'm sorry. Then after that, you're at Detroit. I'm okay. going to the game. Yeah, that'll be going. exciting. That team sucks. <laughs> I hope they beat the Bears this week and get their first win out of so the way. So they they haven't won, but they're also they t- they what they tied one. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. So that should be a win. Then you're home on Thursday night football against the Steelers, who are like a 500 team. I don't fear the Steelers at all. I think that should probably be a win. Then you are um, at Chicago, which we yeah. always struggle with Chicago. Yeah, whatever. There. We're home against the Rams, which at very least should be a good game. You're at Green Bay, which is really tough mm-hmm. in January. And then you're home like every year against Chicago, probably needing a win and like losing to Chicago like we do every time. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Bears... <laughs> Fields has like a broken... Everything. rib or something like so i think they're gonna maybe shelve him for a while and just start the red rocket oh and they have beat us with backup quarterbacks in week that, 17. i know chase daniel and <laughs> i get it i know i'm just saying i think they're not they're playing for a better draft pick at this point i think that we're gonna lose the bears won't even have a Nagy won't even be their head coach by the time we play them okay cool stat for you bears have never fired a coach ever in the history of their team during the season oh really yeah and they have the same like old ass ancient old teams. owners, you know, like that's not how we do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think Nagy is just gonna like just live out a miserable existence, hopefully yeah. allowing us to win two times. I'm guessing he's already got his house listed. I think that like optimistic <laughs> me wants to say that we're gonna go five and two and we're gonna be ten and seven, but I think realistically we're gonna be nine and eight. We're gonna go four and three down the stretch. We'll make the playoffs as a wild card. Okay, so you think that we're going to beat the Bears twice and the Lions and then one of the other teams in there? I think we're going to lose to the Bears once. We're going to lose to the Packers. We're going to lose to the Rams. We're going to beat the Lions, the Niners, the Steelers, and the Bears. Okay. I'd take it. Nine and eight. So one game better than your we're preseason We're playing so prediction. much better, and it's been way more fun to watch, uh-huh. but... I don't think we're that special. I mean, like, yeah, we did beat the number one ranked team, which uh-huh. is a huge, huge deal. Great win. We got really fucking lucky multiple times. I mean, two, like, really devastating turnovers were reversed. One of them, I know, wasn't a turnover, but it sure looked like it. Um, very close. So, it was a near turnover. Yeah, I mean, we're so much better. And I think that we actually will win some more of these close games because the strategy has changed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all. That's the only type, the of, confi- game, that's <laughs> so, the only type of game we know Well, in that play. case, well, yeah. fuck, dude, we're going to win them all, I guess. If we're going to win the close games, we're going to win. The, we're going to win out. Yeah, as long I as don't we, know. As long I think as you've we, changed uh, my mind. As long as we've got the ball and the game's tied, I feel confident yeah, we're going to win. But honestly, I mean, you know, when you, when, when you lay it out there like that, we're about a 500 team. That's about where we're going to finish, whether it's 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. Um, I think it makes sense. It probably won't go down just like you said, but I, I believe it, yeah. Um, let's go. I'd love I'd love to have a playoff game this year, even if it's 
you know, at home against the Packers, which can be very, very tough. But that'd be so fun. All right, guys, time to move on to another team that's playing well here in Minnesota. That's a team that also got off to a terrible start and is now playing some of the best that they have in, in, in a while. That's our Minnesota Timberwolves. Jim, what happened this week? Well, they just kind of rattled off some wins, dude. I mean, they have sort of figured out some things. They're playing. They're not just falling apart halfway through the game, which has been very nice to see. They're finishing. Uh, Edwards is just so fucking fun to watch. I mean, he is just, what was he, six for seven from three the other night? Um, I don't know. I'm not saying they, they figured it out or they're a different team because they're not. They will absolutely go on runs and lose games they should not lose to bad teams. But what I've seen that I liked the most is not like them going in and upsetting the Lakers or whatever. Lakers might just fucking kind of suck anyways. Like, that's not that big a deal. It's more about beating those mid-tier teams, because that's who we're competing with, right? Like, beat the Blazers and beat, you know, Memphis and beat the... Kill the Pelicans. They, they suck, right? But beat those teams that you're right there competing with the six to nine seeds. And if you do that, you might get one of those seeds, you know? Um I don't care. You can. We don't have to beat Golden State. Go ahead and get blown out. Save your energy. You know, um, it doesn't really matter. Taking a, a a win from them isn't a big deal. Beat the teams that you're directly competing with, and that's the level we're at. I don't think they should hope to be a three seed or anything like that. So yeah, or like I'm win, excited. Win, I mean, win two out of three against yeah. against the mid tier team. Teams. I think they need to be at about 500 ball. That's like about where the seven seed is right now is like 500. And the West and they're is not there. trash this year. The West, I mean, I won't say that they're trash. They There's some surprising things happening. Um, there's some teams that are better than, you know, the Suns are like unbelievable this year. You know, it's it's been kind of weird. Nobody thought Golden State would be that good this quick, especially without even no Clay uh, Thompson, no Clay Thompson yeah. yet. Um, but they're like unbelievable. And then no one thought the Lakers would be this bad. I mean, they're just like losing to everybody lost to Detroit lose to everybody um they lost to the Wolves I mean that's kind of sad right yeah you but, get, get to take a hard look like at I looked at the, the power rankings and I was like what I do when I see the power rankings I quick swipe through and I count the teams in the west and there was five so it's pretty balanced this year there's five including the the top two Golden State and Suns in the power rankings um so you know there's five in the west there's five in the east we don't need to compete with those guys that leaves four seeds available those are the the seeds we're competing for so let's go yeah, I, I just think that uh, the Wolves, at least they're playing like an efficient, offensive, like fast, fun game right now. Um, they're running, they're shooting the hell out of the ball from three, which isn't always sustainable, but um, a bunch of guys getting into the action on that. Edwards turning into like a sniper from three is is a nice little wrinkle to 20-year-old's game. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, I think Towns has actually been really fantastic over the last... He's always so. he's always fantastic. He and really is very very consistent. Even then, he's not a likable guy. Eric, we talked about this, but he's always so good. I mean, he always gets his points. He always gets his rebounds. He gets a few assists in there. Um, yeah, he could be better in so many ways, which is maybe why he's you know frustrating or disappointing. But dude, he's very very good and very consistent. And then weirdly, in the last like this little you know four game stretch, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of good like defensive play where they're like active hands yeah. and you know, stepping into passing lanes and disrupting the other team's, you know, kind of flow of offense. And that's not something yeah. that you've seen from like the Carl Anthony Towns Wolves, you know, Dude, I think that so Beverly gets a lot of minutes and it's kind of weird because he's not this big offensive guy. But dude, he does a lot to lead the team in defense like we exactly like we hoped. 
like when when you know we acquired him, I'm like, hell yeah, maybe he'll you know he'll bring defense, but that's one guy that doesn't play the whole game. Um, but is he going to rub off a little bit? I think he has. And then we got Vanderbilt, who gets maybe a little bit too much playtime, but he does all these intangible things, and defense is for sure one of them. I feel fine about this team. Um, I think they go as far as obviously their big three can take them. They really need some more from guys like Beasley. Yeah, Beasley. Beasley's paid like, like sixteen million dollars a year. He might be averaging zero, zero, and zero. I don't really know. He disappears out there. He's like one of their highest paid players. Like he's like their third highest. I know. Paid player. And like, we remember like when we were like, should we give him the contract? Should we sort of let him get snapped up by somebody else? Well, we should have let him go. Just, just he's been a disaster. Um, but yeah, the Wolves playing well, um, playing in some exciting games, scoring a lot of points. They still play less than zero defense, even though it's improved. Mm-hmm. Um, they give up a absolute ton of points. But when you're shooting the ball like crazy and everyone's scoring and it's fun, I guess defense doesn't matter if you can just outscore everyone. It's like a race to 130. I also want to like give Jimbo like a compliment here. Ooh, can't I remember wait. when I first met you. <clears throat> I think I maybe met you on your birthday at Gastoffs. But Ooh. It might have been the first time. Got to be 15 years ago. Long time ago. It's like 2009. (laughs) Um, Great year. You were anti sports guy. Don't watch sports. Don't like them. Yeah. And you were kind of like noodling with basketball a little bit. And I watched the the Vikings. Sure. When, you know, and would do yard work sometimes instead. Like that's about where I was at. But your basketball takes, like the evolution of your basketball fandom and your basketball takes is like. It's amazing to see, right? Elite you, basketball mind. Elite. Well, elite wolves mind. <laughs> elite wolves, wolves mind. Yeah. You know this team well, inside and out. Great predictor. You know this team inside and out. Yep. You're like, they're going to be 500. Well, they're kind of right, you know, hanging around that area. Um, had a rough stretch at the beginning. But like you you have the finger on the pulse of this ball club, and it's awesome. I love listening to you. It's fun. There's passion there, baby. I know. I love it. You can And I want to thank you guys for <laughs> educating me every single week. That's why I listen to this podcast live in person. So <laughs> I get your takes. <laughs> I'm passionate about your passion. I love it. I love it. Thanks, thanks for your passion. Yeah. All right. Uh, also in the NBA, the, um, I don't know, is he a hero or is he a villain? Uh, LeBron got ejected for only the second time in his career for hitting a guy in the face and that dude, literally nameless NBA guy, went absolutely fucking haywire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so inappropriately nuts for like what was probably like a two stitches cut. It was eight, eight stitches. Yeah, it was pretty healthy. It was cut. pretty big. I mean, it, was, it bleeds a lot on that eyebrow, but yeah, it was one of those eyebrows. It was a bleeder. Yeah. You got a bleeder. You get it right on the eyebrow, and you're just gonna leak like a faucet. Well, but. All, he wouldn't let the cut man touch him. You no. know, like the the, no. the trainers were like running, like chasing him around with towels. Yeah, <laughs> like he wouldn't stop. He was plowing the trainers over, <laughs> trying to get back to LeBron. It was absolutely madness. Watching the whole clip, it made me think they probably should have called the police. It was like yeah. it was like that level. The guy was trying. I mean, like. How many people could hold this dude back? Someone was like, like it was the, crazy. An NFL team needs to pay this guy to rush the passer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great take. Well, and then even You see the swim moves he's doing on people trying to hold him like unbelievable. And then even at the end when he finally like got ushered off the court, he like full sprinted like around the corner and the announcers were like, "He's back." Is he going to do the thing where he like runs to the other locker room to, like cuz he knows LeBron's going to be ejected? The Chris too? Paul tunnel move yeah. or yeah, something like that. He's a crew of four uh, spelunking through to find the other locker room. So, yeah, that thing could have gone on forever, but Oh I think my god. It was I mean it was wild. It was like it was big 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 news as it happened on social media. And the funny thing is is that 
they showed all of it, so much of it, but they never showed the where how it happened. How did he split his eye open? What did LeBron do? And so then, of course, there's all the controversy and all the conspiracies popping up like, oh, ESPN just wants to protect LeBron. What did LeBron do? He gave him a spinning back fist. Um, and then you see it, and he kind of did. Like, I mean, I get the suspension. It well, was he decked. It was he got suspended. It, yeah, he got suspended one game, and then Isaiah, whatever the nameless fuck, got uh, got two, got two games just today, like about an hour ago. Um, well, don't don't you immediately get suspended for a flagrant two, like a game? I think that's probably uh, yeah. what came with it. I thought yeah, it was probably. a. I, here's what I think: it was a mildly dirty play. By LeBron, and he just caught him correct, like yeah. caught him in the right spot. Who, who, if he didn't, he was he was frustrated. He's very frustrated. I mean, what, if who he wouldn't didn't be? draw blood, it wouldn't have been a big deal. The blood turned the situation up, and the, well, and the other dude's <laughs> and reaction. the reaction. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm saying, I think the guy seeing his own blood is what saw, you know, absolutely set him off. Yeah, like mm-hmm. self defense mode. Like I'm gonna. Well, actually, that wasn't that was self offense mode. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that um, everyone having to give their lebron take is just so tiring to me like this dude has been ejected now from two games he has never he's been played a dirty player Fourteen thousand. he's it just it is what it is yeah i mean it is a little interesting though the timing of it i mean it was absolutely a frustration move mm-hmm. and i think as soon as he hit the dude in the face he regretted it, although he did it on purpose. He regretted it right away. Mm-hmm. So then he turns and pretends he was, oh, oh, that was an accident. I was so sorry, man. Sorry, man. Um, the damage was obviously done to the dude's face and to his reputation. But overall, yeah, I mean, like, dude, he's had a career of keeping a cool head. He's just fucking mad because his team is, like, competing with the Wolves instead of the Warriors. And that's just not what their big plan was. They bring in all these old fucks. They think this is going to be, like, the super team of all super teams, and they... They can't beat anybody. They they're not really good in almost any facet, which is great and hilarious to me. I love it, but um, you know it's almost better than seeing the Nets lose games. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I get why he's mad, but you know he fucked up. My last point I'll make on this: I think LeBron intentionally, like agreeing with Eric, I think he intentionally tried to elbow him. I don't think he intentionally tried to elbow him in the face. Like no. LeBron wasn't mm-hmm. even like looking at him with, right. on that overhead. He was swinging. Shot. He just swinging his arms, just kind of whatever, like just a like frustrated mad. flail. And they then, were doing the arm check thing, and it just caught him. Yep. I just thought like I was cool with LeBron getting booted from the game. Yep. That's like the punishment, and like it's like as a coach, the players are always like that guy hit me so hard, like, Wah! and I'm like, yep, and he got a penalty because that's the system that we have yeah. in place right. for when someone does that, right? Yeah. And that's what happened to LeBron, and that's really it. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah. We have these punishments in place for when you do things, and the system works just fine. Right. All right. Next up, guys, uh, let's go to the cooler section of the Twin Cities, um, Minnesota United. Mm. What do you mean by that? Because um, now you're in St. Paul instead of They're not playing. They're, they're not hot. They're I would, not a hot. I just the other teams were playing well, winning streaks, and now we're going to go it. to the I'm side of the... A little slow. The side that's cooling down a little bit. Yeah. Minnesota United has is frozen. They're out. They're out in the cold. It's over. They've been booted from the playoffs. They took a lead, what, 11, 11 minutes, minutes in? Yep. One zip. One zip. And then proceeded to just only block shots with their faces, pretty much, for like <laughs> the next 60 minutes of the game. And were giving up goals, and were just giving up chance after chance. They couldn't clear their own zone. Yeah, it was a total meltdown. You cursed them with the... Uh... We play really well against Portland. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were like very confident. My I'm take like, was this team needs to win a <laughs> playoff game before we talk about an easy path. My my 
only takes were just from like ESPN though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. ESPN Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's okay. I didn't, I didn't really know that. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have been like, what's their history against Portland? I'd have been like, I don't fucking know. I don't that. know exactly. Have but they, they got ever, their number. I read that in an article. I'd have been like, have they played Portland? I don't yeah. even know. I'm yeah. not even sure. So yeah, I, this team has one of the best players in the league who's so poorly marketed that I don't know if anyone knows he's one of the best players in the league in Reynoso. Yeah. I mean, outside of MLS circles, probably not. Yeah, like he's not like a household name. That's my problem with the MLS. Are There's there are no there household MLS circles? names, bro? I was gonna say, what households are you hanging? I mean, in? the only one would have been Zlatan, and that's it. Zlatan, that's, Rooney, that's Chicharito. That's a stretch to call that a household. Chicharito, name. no. I think, but I think Rooney, if you, maybe. I think if you went to a you know a Mexican household. Mm-hmm. Every person there would know Chicharito, and it would be a big deal. That's true. Okay. So I, I think, like, because he played for the national team. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's he, not that's not a household name in perpetuity, like across the U- U.S. No, that's why you said Mexicans. But I think, like, if you went to like a Mexican household, like they would all know Chicharito. Okay, fair enough. And so, like, I'll I think drop. there are some names in the MLS, but just they they're really lacking on that. Um, this team, I don't know. I watched a little of the, the playoff game. That's kind of where MLS is at for me right now. They're they're an average. I try to team. watch it. They're an average team. They fit right in. They slid yeah. right into Minnesota perfectly. Yeah, they fit in really well. Um, yeah, got, pretty disappointing. You know, they got I got the, some friends that are like big, big, big fans. You know, like like Zach, who we we yeah, went and yeah, visited, good, hooked good us guy. up with tickets. It just sucks to see those guys. Like, I don't care that much. I want to see more games, and I want to see each game go deeper and care more. You know, like how amazing would it be to see them in a final, right? But. Um, it just sucks for them, for people that like have supported this team for so long, and they cannot make a dent in the postseason. Well, they at did all. last year. Yeah, we were at the Western Conference Finals last, and year. we were winning by two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh, potting when it was happening. <laughs> no, that's true. We that talked is about true. that last week. They, yeah, they made a dent last year. That is true. But um, yeah, just a big disappointment. You know what are you going to do? If I was Target, I'd fucking pull that sponsorship. They can go get something else. I bet Target's not paying that much. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Target's like. 10 million and they're like oh, it's like here's the deal you but you have to sell back. you have to sell the kits in our stores for two hundred dollars each <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right uh yeah well that's too bad all right uh also the wild who we were like trying to drive the wild bandwagon um a little up and down tough road trip to florida uh they get one point out of two games against two of the best teams in the league florida and uh, Tampa and both games they came back from two goals down at the very end of the game one of them they came up one goal too short um, but they scored two goals in the final minute the other they scored two late goals including a last minute goal to tie it they lose in a shootout Um, I think that the alarming thing to me with the wild is that the goaltending hasn't been very good that's what I was saying last week. Like yeah. you can't. Yeah, how you did. It's it's unsustainable to have these. Like we have to score yeah. two goals in the last minute. Like that's just not going to continue. Dude, to if work. you're the if you're the coach, can you just be like, you guys? I know the clock says that we that's only the second period, but it's the last minute. <laughs> We're down two. <laughs> Why don't they do that all the time? Well, then they'd have to pull the goalie. I did like. That. <laughs> Maybe we should randomly pull the goalie for three minutes at a time here and there. I think because that, it's unbelievable that, how effective it is for us. I wonder if like a team will ever do that in the future. Like they'll just be like metrics it's a will five catch on- up to it, and they'll be like, yeah. "Wow, it's actually." It's more often that you score a goal than you get a goal scored on you. Let's pull goalie every once in a while. Like, what What about this? What about this? It's five on three, two pop penalties. Yeah, you pull And you goalie. pull your goalie and you play six on Is that even legal? I'm sure it is. Well, I don't know. I'm just you saying. six I, skaters. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I, I, like, why wouldn't you just do that and just be like, fuck it. If they throw it all the way down the ice into the net, 
Good for them. Good for them. We're, we're like still going to be playing six on three. We're going to have two as, to as we get one. the puck back. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have two to every one of their guys out here. There's just, they can't cover us. You know, like I just think that's the that's the going for it on fourth. That's like down. the that's like the bullpen game. You could keep like, yeah. your dudes you're like just at the top, like by the blue line, just to like dive in front of their icing. Or shots. or say you're down in a game in any period. You fall down two zip. Right, it's the second period. You're down two zip, and you get a power play, and you just pull your goalie for the two minutes. Yank him, and you just say, "We're we're we're down two. Like this is our best chance to get back in the game. We're going to take a risk here." Like I think that's the future. But hockey is such a like a like a old timey sport. Like we always not call oh. it if they throw it in before they get Can to you imagine the red line. The unwritten rules discussion <laughs> that would happen oh. about that. You know what I mean? How many? How many? Here's the hockey take from all these old white dudes that do the commentary. Well, look, I just don't like it. That's what they'll say. Well, I just, I just don't like it. Well, hold on. That's all they say, and they yeah. don't really have reasons. They just, you're, 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 you almost got it, but you got to do like a little the, bit, a little more Canadian. Well, you know, I, I tell just you, don't I do, like it. I don't like it. Yeah. A, hey, I want to give a little shout out to Mark Parrish, my cousin Mark. He's been doing a great job. Have you guys seen him on the broadcast? He is great. Yeah. He's got the desk spot uh-huh. now. He's really good. Um, they throw it to him. He never fucks it up. He always has like insightful things to say. Um, proud of him. Yeah, he's yeah, doing great. It's good, and especially like. I hate when they interview hockey players. I think their interviews, like mid-game, you know, are it's between... almost like don't even do them. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we gotta get a, gotta get more pucks forward. Uh, gotta stay strong on the forecheck. Um, you know, we gotta keep keep pucks away from the net. Uh, buckle up on D a little yeah. bit, and uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully we can uh, put a couple more in the net here and get back. <laughs> Like that's that's the fu- that's the interview every time every, time, every, every single, single time. one I've ever yeah. heard that was perfect. You've heard a couple, I think. There, I feel like it's always like, and now we go live to third line guy who scored his second goal of the season. They're like, down now to you, and they're like, how did that period go? You got your goal. <laughs> well, you know, he just got some pucks on the net and just poked one in. Yeah, Broads bro, bro, <laughs> teed it up real nice for me, and I uh, was able to put it home. So I, I, I sniffed on purpose. Yeah, yeah I, I did notice. Yeah, it's all, they're always dripping. Yeah. All right. So it's cold out there. Um, the wild. <laughs> it's ice. Yeah. Well, it's cold out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really got off track with yeah, that. Yeah, but it was um, fun. Wild need to, to get some of that mojo back. I don't want to be playing from behind all season. I will say this, though. Kaprizov, who got off to a really disappointing start, they sent a message. They moved him to the third line, and he just had four points that game and then two in the next game. So I think it worked, their message. Um, really need to get him going. I know he's assisting a lot of goals, but they need him to pound some goals in as well. Um, and, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money to do that now. So um, I know that goals kind of come in bunches in the NHL, um, but between Fiala, who couldn't buy a goal if he gave up his entire contract, and Kaprizov, who's off to kind of a slow start, the goals have had to come from all these different places, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. really you need your on stars those big scoring. stars in yeah. those big games. And so um, need need more from those guys. And you need them early. We don't. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's nice to have them at 1956 in the third period and we tie it up to go to overtime. Yeah. But why don't we put three in in the first period? Just saying. That would be nice. Might be easier. It? Yeah. All right, guys. And then finally, I have to eat crow because my team, the Arsenal Gunners, absolutely took a beating got humbled you don't a little have bit. to eat crow no they got humbled and you don't a little have bit. to get hum- well nah, I, I don't think so either no nah, they did they got- i mean the four zip thing is a little four rough. zip is is rough i mean they but you don't have to eat crow because you didn't say yeah we're we're up and coming you know you guys are yesterday's new you there was none of that you no i, I you're, you're an elite football mind you predicted this not to that level but i think you said two zip when we talked so i 
wasn't really upset after the game. Right. And it's not because I didn't want to win. Like, I did. I really wanted to win. And, like, the goals really hurt my feelings every time they go in. But but, but just for where we're at, personally. for where we're at, I, I, I'm pleased. They're the youngest team in the league. They're on the right track. They're going to get their ass beat sometimes when they play the very best teams. And they currently aren't one of those teams. And well, so Liverpool uh, rarely loses at home. They rarely drop points at home. Yeah, and they played really well too. I mean, it was it was a combination of things. You know, being at home is huge. What was the Virgil Van Dyke thing? He's never lost. He's there. never lost a Premier League game at Anfield. He's like fifty. He's not fifty three and zero, but he's there's some one draws or, in there, yeah. or had a draw in every single game he's played at Anfield in the Premier League. Right. I don't know, but he's probably lost him in the Champions so, League know, or something. But has have has is that the game that was a two two draw or whatever that was. Was that at Anfield or is that in Chelsea? Yeah, that was at, at Anfield. It was okay. 1-1. So we yeah. didn't lo- even lose that one. Nope. You know, and I would think, like, if we're going to lose to somebody at home, it's probably going to be, like, a Chelsea. I mean, you drew with 10-man Chelsea, just to clarify. Just, I know, which actually does hurt. Looking, I back. do think that you two have the best two teams in the country by... by yeah. By probably well, some... City, but the th- city's hanging in there, and they're still a point above, you know, Liverpool, and it kind of sucks. I know that five thirty eight has City still has the Premier League winning favorites by a pretty significant margin, which I find Liverpool real weird. in second, too, but... and Chelsea in third. I think that a lot of it though is a historical data that they use, and I think it's just that Chelsea, even last year, a year ago, were piss poor. Like at this time, at this la- time last year, year. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, so in the last. 12, 12 months they've been pretty damn good but actually i think at this time last year we had touched on first place and frank said something like oh we're not ready and then like the, the last half of november and december everything yeah. everything fell apart so i'm assuming that some of that goes into and, their you know, 538 has to stick with those algorithms or else there's no point right yeah. they can't just like pick and choose and be like well look in this one you know and you know it's so funny i wanted to bring this up you're, you're talking about you're, the lakers you're probably right though that the, there's just not enough sample size from this season so they have to draw yeah. from stuff from last year so yeah. before the nba season started um the 538 was the only major site saying that the Lakers were going to not make the playoffs. Oh wow. They predicted and they were like they were like they're going to be the 10th best team, 10th best record. And everyone's like you guys are fucking crazy. You might as well scrap your whole algorithm and this they're is, like in fucking 10th right now. It's nuts. Stephen I mean a- it's early but Stephen A gets on ESPN. This is the problem when you use statistics. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> Look, anybody that knows anything knows that what LeBron like. James ain't going to be 10th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he was actually saying LeBron James might never make uh, another finals again, which is kind of crazy. And it's, you know, it's not that hot a crazy but anyway, to take. But anyways, yeah, um, I, I would thought say, that was interesting. You got to stick with it. Um, so they're probably coming from some previous. But dude, the city is a very dangerous team with a ton of talent. So who knows? Ryan, I think the other thing is too with, with that is probably that Chelsea struggled for a while last year. They brought in Tuchel and then they won the least sexy games for about four straight months where they were just winning every game like one nothing or drawing tough games. And then suddenly they started like they were like a new team come April and May. And we're like competing with the best in the world and beating them like on the road. So I think those three teams are in a league of their own. Uh, and then the other big news was also um, Man U finally, um, Ole Gunnar Skolshar, whatever is it, his name? Solshar. Skol- Solshar was, was let go, released, fired, 
after just <laughs> is this a, is this a bingo term can we say sacked, sacked. he was sacked <laughs> he was he was sacked he, he gets the boot after just a disastrous like seven wins out of 15 games or something he was just terrible he got just destroyed by Watford four to one in his final game like thumped like it United looked like Norwich against Watford I I think that United has the same level of talent or similar level of talent to City Chelsea and Liverpool they have been run so poorly and I'm not saying all their talent makes as much sense as those other much better run teams Um, Mm. but just from a talent perspective they're loaded with players they have spent for decades they have an insane youth program that churns out guys like Mason Greenwood, who may be the most talented young English player on earth. I mean, they just constantly are bringing guys through. They constantly are buying young guys for way more money than anyone else can afford. And they stink and they have for years. And so this was a long time coming. He probably shouldn't have gotten this far. And uh, I think in the end, they'll be better. But in the short term, um, it's a mess there. Yeah. Michael Carrick is going to be the caretaker and they're trying to bring in Zidane. Zidane is who they want yeah I don't know isn't it Zidane Zidane or Zinedine, Zinedine Zidane Zinedine Zidane unbelievably name yeah very, very cool name oh okay yeah that excuses name. it he was the one who headbutted the guy in the World Cup okay headbutted him in the chest the and Italian. got a red card yeah oh yeah yeah it was yeah. like a famous play he was like the captain of France and he said something about f- he was gonna fuck his mom and he turned around and headbutted the guy in the right in the, right in the chest <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so That's hard. an underrated move. Well, I think it was a hard headbutt, but as soccer players are wont to do... It was like Neo getting like, punched yeah, across yeah. the yeah the dojo, I'm sure. It was yeah. like uh, like kickboxer, like he's just flying backwards. A lot of rolling, know? and then very still. Very still. Yeah. Oh, he flailed. Until they didn't get the card, and then they hop up. Yeah. Get back yeah. on D. Right away, the ball goes back into the box, and they're instantly up trying to poach a goal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the league, I think, is... Chelsea, Liverpool, City. I'm I'm praying they duke it out till the final day. Oh yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I know you guys would prefer Unless to Liverpool. Wrap it I am not. With it. Yeah, but but in reality, I mean, just as a neutral in that of those three, I would rather any of them won it on the final day than I got to pick who won it before then. There you um, go. And then behind that, it's going to be West Ham, Arsenal, um, probably Man U and Spurs uh duking it out probably those are four um wolves and brighton are kind of on the outside looking in there spurs would be the one you want to worry about the most i think conte i don't i hate them obviously but he's a very good coach and i think he's going to turn things around for them yeah i think it's open for any of them and in reality as an arsenal fan my goal of the year and their goal of the year is definitely to get in the top six and get into either champions league or europa league so as long as we do that then we are fine that's it cool so guys that's it that's all the time we have this week uh thanks for listening and uh hopefully you guys have a great holiday week you get to spend some time with family and friends you don't have to talk about politics and reptilian people and the vaccine is microchipping you and pizza gate and lebron's paid by china yeah let's just hope that no three name politicians come up on either side. Yeah. AOC or a, yeah. Marjorie, T- whatever the other Marjorie one is. Marjorie Taylor Green. Just leave it out. Let's leave it just out. leave it all out. We don't need to talk politics this year. We need to talk... Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Nordy's podcast. So until then, guys, check out our episode later this week. When we do break that down, we give you all the news. We talk about all the shows you should be watching. Um, but otherwise, have a great holiday weekend from your friends here at the Nordy's podcast. Ooh.